Good morning, everybody. The, um, it, it, it's very fashionable today to be talking about mindfulness, and mindfulness is an important, an important practice, it's an important capacity. Uh, but in, in halacha, in, in the Torah, we go far beyond mindfulness. Uh, and mindfulness we take for granted. Mindfulness means being fully present in the moment, that you really are very conscious of what you're doing, you're aware of what you're doing, uh, you're aware of everything around you that's, that's happening at the time that you're doing it. It's being very, very aware is, is, is what mindfulness is, and it's done with breathing and with uh, meditation practice to be able to focus your mind exclusively on what you're doing in that particular moment. But in Halakha, we go further than that, and the term that I would use to, for the equivalent of, of mindfulness in the Torah and Halakha is, is kavana, is kavana. And kavana doesn't mean mindfulness. Kavana means directiveness. Kavana means um, intentionality, uh, being intentional about something, giving something direction, kivun. So the idea that you give an action direction, that an action has direction, we're not just talking about in, in davening, you daven with kavana, that we know about, that there has to be direction in your davening. It's in everything. To that, that what we do, not only are you aware of it and mindful of it, but that you also give it direction, which means in everything that you do, there is, there is direction, like, uh, like, like the director of a movie. Not, when, when a director is directing a movie, nothing is casual, nothing is just by chance. Every, every chair, every pencil on the table, every vase of flowers, every, everything is there specifically has been put there for an intention. And every movement and every expression on the face of every actor, it's all intentional. There's kavone. It's all with intention. So should be one's life. That one, one should direct one's life as if one is, uh, so, so to say, a, a movie director. You're creating a work of art. We talked last night about the concept of of melacha, of creating a work of art, and, and what that is in life, and why and why Hashem values it so much, to the, the creative process, and with kavana you can have creative process in everything that you do. So you um, you, you pile up a a, a, a pile of sforim. You know, we don't just call them sforim. Uh, we don't just use a generic term books. Chumashim, there's sidurim, there's Tanakh, there's Mishnayos, there's Gemara, there's Medrash. They have names, uh, and each set of sforim has a name. And when you're piling up the set of sforim, you pile them up in an, an order of their of, of their kedusha. So the chumash at the top, and then will become a, a tanach at the top. Chumash at the top, and then a tanach, and then a siddur, and then a mishnah, and then a gemara, and then a medrash. There's there's actually a hierarchy, and what's important about that that Kavanah, the way that you do things and the hierarchy you give to things is not so much what you're saying about the object. Yes, there's a, you, you, you're showing that if you put the chumash on top, you're saying that that's the most important. But what's more important is what it says about you. It says you value the chumash as the most important. You value a Mishnah as more important than a Gemara. And if there's a secular book there, you value that as lower than everything else, no matter how important the secular work is. It could be Shakespeare, it could be Tolstoy, it could be a great work of philosophy. It doesn't matter. It's not a, it's not a safer Kodesh. And so it goes at the bottom of the pile or on a separate pile. It says something about you, not just about the Sforim. Uh, when, when my father was in the Mona Lisa, one of the attendants there asked him in, in the Louvre, and he was looking at the Mona Lisa. One of the attendants asked him what he thought of the Mona Lisa. He said, no, frankly, I'm not so impressed. And the French guard there shook his head. 
He said, do you think I was really asking you because I need your Hechshah for the, for the Mona Lisa? I was just asking you to see if you know anything about art, and clearly you don't. Uh, so, so the way we classify things tells more about us than it tells us about the things. And, and with people, it's the same way. So with that, we can approach a story in the Gemara. Abaya have a shakil v'azil v'azil rav popa me'yemine v'rav hunubreid rav Yeshua mismale. Abaya was walking in the street, and on his right, he had uh, rav popa, and on his left, he had rav, rav uh, hunubreid rav Yeshua. Could you imagine such a sight? Just walking out in, in, in Achuzah Street and seeing Abaya, Rav Popa, Rav Hunabred, Rav Yeshua walking down the street. Imagine what a sight this was, but that's, that happened. Um, Omele, um, so, so what happened? And Rav Popa, with his perception, was able to see a shade, one of these ghostly spirits, called Ketiv Miriri. He knew exactly what it was and how mischievous it was. The Ko'ati L'Ape Dismaleh was coming towards him on, on the left-hand side. Ahadran Rav Popa L'Smaleh V'Rav Hundabreda Rav Yoshi So he switched the two other Talmidei Chachomim around and put Rav Popa on the left and Rav Hundabreda Rav Yoshi on the right. Omaleh Rav Popa Ana Maishnai Delechashashli Says Rav Popa, you've moved me over to the other side. Why, why are you not worried about me? Omaleh Atshay Tekai Mitlach you things are going well with you. you. You don't have to worry about the shade, but Rav Hunabred, Rav Yeshua, things aren't going as well with, and he isn't as immune to these negative forces as you are. So I put him in the in the way of the shade, so that uh, so, the, so I put you in the way of the shade because you can handle the shade. He can't handle the shade. And there's a Shonim, the Ashbam says it's because he was wealthy. Rav Papa was wealthy, so it was clear. Mazel was on his side. The Meiri says because he's strong and therefore he was confident, he wasn't afraid. It seems confidence has something to do with it. That these negative forces don't attack people who, who live with a sense of confidence. And wealthy people have a certain confidence about them and strong, powerful people have a certain confidence about them. And having that confidence is an important uh, immunity to these negative forces. Uh, they, they're not struck by the, some of the forces that ordinary people are, are struck by. And Abaya realized that, and so he put them out accordingly. What troubled me when I learned the Gemara is, why didn't he go on the left-hand side? You know, it's considered courteous if a man and a woman are walking, uh, a man and his wife are walking on the sidewalk, then it's considered courteous for the man to walk on the side next to the street and for the woman to walk on the inside, so that you're protective, you're showing the woman. If any a, a car crashes into us, I'm on the outside, I'll get hit first. So what chances are there of that happening? Very small, but it's a message to the woman. You're valuable, and, I, and I'm protective of you. It's just a message. It makes her feel good. So that's, the, um, uh, that, that's kind of the practice in the worlds of, of, of courtesy and politeness. So surely here too, if Abaya could see the shade coming, why didn't he just stand on the edge and deal with the shade and let the two others be protected on the inside? So the reason is, I would suggest, that um, we have a Gemara in, in, in Yuma, Daf Lamed Zayin Amad Aleph, where the Gemara says that when the, on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Godel is taking out the, the lots to decide which uh, seir goes to Azazel and which goes to the Mizbeach, then he stands, Hasagan Minov Rosh Beit Av The vice Kohen Godel stands on his right-hand side, and on his left is the head of that um, shift of Kohanim that are working in the Beis Hamikdus that Yom Kippur day. Omar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda adds, 
if somebody walks on the right-hand side of his Rebbe, he's a bur. He's a, uh, he, he, he doesn't get it. Says Rashi, I feel a bit there. Not that he's an Amoritz. That's that's bad enough to be an Amoritz. But a bur means you don't even know who's Eretz. You don't even know how to be a mensch. So we have different levels of people. There's an Amoritz, and then there's a bur. A bur is in Afrikaans a bur. The, uh, a, a, a bur is somebody who doesn't even understand Hilchus Derech Eretz. Tanan, we learned in, in Mishnah Haskan Biyimine Verosh Pesav Bismolav Oyed Tanya. But how can that be? We've just learned that the vice Kohen Gadol stands on his right hand side and the other on his left. Oyed Tanya, and furthermore, we've learned Shloshasha Yuma Hachin Baderech Harav BeEmtza Gadol Biyimino VeKatan Bismolo. If three people are walking in the in the road. The, the, the Rav goes in the middle, and the next greatest person goes on his right, and the next greatest person goes on his left. And that's how the Malochim who visited Avroim ordered themselves. In the middle was Michael, he was the greatest, and on his right was Gavriel, and his left was Raphael. So he explains that Rav Shmuel Bar Papa, Kedeshi so you've got to be protective. It's not right on his right. You've got to kind of protect him. Walk in front of Atanya Malach, Kineged Rabo Areze Bur, Achori Rabo Areze Migase Eruach. But we've also learned if you walk in front of your Rebbe, you're a Bur. And if you walk behind your Rebbe, you're a Gasruach. You're an arrogant person. He has another category of people. We've got a Talmud Chochem, an Amoritz, a Bur, and a Gasruach. Gasruach is just an arrogant person. So you've got to walk behind, diagonally behind. So it's like a V. The Rav walks in the front and slightly behind him on the right is the next senior person and slightly behind him on the left is a, is a little less senior person. And that halochi is paskin in the Rambam. Shloisha shayu hochim b'derech says the Rambam in Hilchus Talmud Torah. This is not in Hilchus Derecheretz or whatever it is. This is in Hilchus, not in Hilchus Deus. This is not about Midos. This is about Talmud Torah because it tells you something about how valuable Torah is in your life. The same as the, how you put your sforim, how you lay your sforim, tells you about how valuable these sforim are in your life. How you position yourself and others in, in a group of people tells you about how you value Torah. It's not about how you value the person. It's about how you value Torah. Rav in the middle and the next one on the right and the next one on the left. That's how people, that's how people um, sit in. If they're sitting together, they're walking together, that's how you position them. So that's so that's a halacha. So what so what what do we see here? We see that for the sake of a fear of a shade, Abai isn't willing to compromise halacha. Yeah, okay, there's a shade. You've got to deal with that. But he, if he were to walk on the left and the two on the right, that would be against the Gemara in Yuma, and that would be against the Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah. That wouldn't be the right thing. That's halacha. That's not just a minag. It's not just a nice thing to do. That's a halacha, paskin in halacha, that that's the way you've got to do it. If that's the way you've got to do it, you can't compromise the halacha to protect somebody from a shade. All this whole sugi where we were talking about shading, you'll see on the side there's no there's no ein mishpat, there's no neir mitzvah, there's no reference to any rambam and shulchanoruch. This is all it's a nice to do if you can manage it. And, and today I think there's a prechodesh that says, today we don't understand these things and shomer petoyim Hashem, Hashem protects foolish people, people who don't, if we don't understand the dangers, then Hashem protects us from the dangers. There's a Reb Moshe Feinstein, if I remember correctly, and I don't remember, I've heard it quoted, I don't remember if he says it, if he writes it, or he says it 
um, or, or he said it um, orally that, that was told to me, uh, <coughs> that in the days when people thought that smoking was not unhealthy, there was a Shomer Psalim Hashem. Hashem protected people because you weren't acting against common current knowledge. Have you heard that? It's, it's in the Sefer, actually. It's not, against, it's not against common knowledge. But now that we know that it's not, you're no longer a petty. You're no longer an, an uninformed person. An uninformed person, Hashem protects from the information he doesn't have. But an informed person who acts against the information, that Hashem doesn't protect, that you're on your own. And so with all these laws of the Shadim, the Prikhala says today, we don't understand them, we don't know them, we can't see the Shadim, we don't know how they work. So Hashem, Hashem protects us from these things. So certainly these are not things for which you will distort halacha because of a Shadim. And that's, in a sense, part of the the machlokes between the, the Vilna Gaon school and the Hasidim at the time was what takes precedent when there's a machlokes between the Zohar and the Gemara, for example. Uh, so the, the Hasidim, the Baalei Kabbalah, will, will follow the, the will often follow, not always, will often follow the Zohar against the Gemara. And the Vilna Gaon's argument is that we'll never do. It's not the, Kabbal, the Kabbalistic concepts are just that. They're concepts and they're ideas. But when it comes to Hanhaga, to how you act in life, you act in life according to the Gemara. That's what Talmud is. That's what, that's what Shulchan Aruch is. So all these shadim things, that's Kabbalah. That's important to know. It's important to understand. And if you know what you can do, you can work with it. But never against Halacha. And the Halacha is that, 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 that the Rav at the Emtza, the, in the middle, the next one on the right, the next one on the left, that's the Halacha. And Abaya wasn't going to compromise that Halacha. He switched the two of them around because they were of equal stature. But if he would have been on the edge and one of them would have been in the middle, that would have been against the halacha. And again, the idea of, of what you are mechabed and how you are mechabed, what you honor and how you honor things and people says more about you than it says about them. Uh, a person, a rov walks in and, and, and a person stands up, that says something about you. It doesn't, doesn't say a whole lot about the rov. It says, it says something about you. You respect this person. That's what it says. And so we have to be very, we have to be nizar bechovid, we have to be careful about the covid of people, we have to be careful about the covid of, of things, of, of everything. Everything has its own level of covid. And we need to understand and be sensitive to those levels of covid and respect them. And through that, to, that that's living a life of kavona, that's living a life where everything you do has direction and intentionality to it.